Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 38, Spiritual Burnout. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. (laughs) In this episode, we're talking about spiritual burnout man (laughs) jeez but before we get to that if you like us please support us by sharing this podcast pausing to review rate send us some snail mail i don't even know if that's a real thing we can do (laughs) but you could give it a shot And if you really like us, Mm -hmm. you can support us on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash third eye bind for some fun old goodies. Yeah, no, but seriously, Laura just made a really cool sticker pack for our patrons. And I forgot about that. They're holographic and you definitely want them. Yes, (laughs) you can join our $10 tier and I will mail you. A glitterous sticker pack full of some designs, including our lovely logo. Original designs. A listen to Third Eye Bind sticker. And and this little, like, Nokia-style cell phone that says discernment. It says discernment. You got a text, and it says discernment. Who remembers T9 texting? What's that? (laughs) T9? Okay, so there were two different ways to text on a phone that only had the like number keypad. It was like I remember that one, two, three, one, two, right? And then there was T nine, which was kind of like early predictive text. Oh, and it was way faster. Uh huh. I probably do remember that. It was fun. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember that, and I do know how to use a rotary phone as well. So that's how close I am to death. At least I experienced a lot of cool phone technology in my lifetime. Seriously, a lot. I really liked the clear, uh, different color cord phones that we had in the 90s for a minute. Those are fun. I like translucent anything. The translucent ones, yeah. I had that. They matched your inflatable chairs. It was awesome. Everything was a good time. Really fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, so spiritual burnout is our topic for today. (laughs) That's why we're wearing these shades. It's just we're just so burnt out. It's too bright. <laughs> it's too bright sometimes. And we just you know, had to wear these. Sometimes glasses. it can be a little too bright, sometimes and that's it can be. That's what we're going to talk about today. And but we're get into that. before we get into that, we are going to do what we always oh. do and pull a tarot card. Very excited to see what comes up for spiritual burnout. I do have a few predictions. The hermit. Is that it? No. No. Okay. No? Okay. What else? That's the only one I can think of. That's it. Okay. Ones that mean nap time. (laughs) Snack time, nap time. Snack time, nap time. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I pulled the six of swords. And the six of swords, if we're looking at... The Smith Waite deck or other decks inspired by it. Oh. 
You see two figures in a little boat. Um, There's no dock in the original Smithwaite version, but there's two figures in a boat and then one behind them in the boat that's rowing. And there's definitely this element of sorrow and sadness and needing support. Behind them are rough waters. Ahead of them are gentle waters and an island and those rough waters signify like coming away from something difficult or even currently moving through something that's difficult and recognizing that like it's kind of depleted your energy and you need some extra help to get to that space of feeling peaceful and then eventually after peace feeling grounded when you get to the land on the other side I think this is a great card when it comes to spiritual burnout because I also like to call the Six of Swords the come down card. Mm. Um, The come down card. And spiritual burnout is something that can happen for a multitude of reasons. It could be you're doing too much. Um, You are so much in the magician in the action phase where you are casting spells, saying prayers, setting altars, ritual, 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 Mm -hmm. ritual, and then all of a sudden you hit a fucking wall. Um, It can be post like uh, spiritual awakening. And spiritual awakening is a really high energy, chaotic kind of experience. Or it could also be like from leaning into ideologies or teachers that don't really align with who you are and what you know to be true. And what happens after these experiences is like the come down. God, especially with, for me, the overconsumption, mm. which is so easy to do nowadays with just how much is out there, mm-hmm. how much information mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm subscribing to this, like, you know, this guru or this teacher. It can come from, like, TikTok, just witch talky, just mm-hmm. things. That's how I feel it. And for me, it happens when I allow too many outside influences to get into my head mm. or even to just get into, yeah, my head because I'm consuming these things when I'm scrolling through, like, this... And I, because of what I do, like most of it is witch-esque or my peers are witchy and Mm -hmm. all that shit. So it's like, (laughs) I mean, it's like, where do I, where do I begin? And also, yeah, like you said, the magician energy of just, I'm constantly in that phase. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I, what, how do you avoid that when it's, when it's the thing you have to do? You know, mm. how do you, how do you, when your work is spiritual, mm-hmm. how do you cope with spiritual burnout? Mm-hmm. I think that the best way to deal with it is to be proactive and to recognize that our spirituality isn't meant to be like balls to the wall all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is meant to have like a cadence and ebb and a flow like nature it moves in cycles and to recognize that we can't always be in action we also need to be in rest and receptivity because we can't integrate any of the stuff that we are actively doing or actively learning if we don't take time to like sit in that four of swords energy if we don't take time to sit in the hanged one Um, these are all cards that teach us even like looking at the tarot 
if we just look at the major arcana, not even at the minors. Oh, good, because I'll be able to yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> if we look at the tarot, <laughs> it's cycles of discovery. Yeah. Action. Yeah. And receptivity and rest. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going. It's this pattern. And then if we look at the world around us, spring is when lots of stuff is happening in nature. Yeah. Summer, things start to get a little bit slower and hot. Uh, fall, it's exciting again. We have harvest. Mm-hmm. And then winter, things start to slow down again. The mm-hmm. leaves are barren. And our spiritual practices are just as much a part of nature as everything else. And by modeling them after these seasons, it helps us to, for the most part, avoid spiritual burnout if it's our work. Yeah, if it's Mm self-regulatory and not regulated by an outside um, standard that's put upon you. That's why the moon's not full all the time yes you know the sun's not up all and when the, the time. moon is full that doesn't mean that you need to go crazy and do an insane amount of work to suck every magical ounce out of this full moon oh yeah. my god it's a super moon yeah like we we don't need to put extra pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. spiritually to be legitimately spiritual people yeah we don't. Well, and I think that sometimes when folks are first getting really excited about spirituality, there can sometimes be this tendency to like make it our whole personality. <laughs> yeah, especially for some some people yeah. that are just like, I'm into a thing. I'm into the I'm, thing. I'm going yeah, all yeah. in. I get that. And and like there has to be space for irreverence. Yes. There has to be space for silliness. There has to be space for levity. There has to be space for rest just as much as there is space for like intentional and respectful spirituality. Yeah. And if you're only leaning into that one part, like you're you're going to exhaust yourself. You're going to get bored of it. You're going to yeah. get tired of it. It's not your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing like that because it, feels like it is my job sometimes <laughs> it's, it's your a lifestyle job. so yeah it's interesting separating the two things from each other is, mm-hmm. is hard when you are you work in a spiritual space all the time and so it's always in your head mm-hmm. for me my practice before like I started Lady Moon Co. was like such a very well-regulated, beautiful, personal, <clears throat> strong, consistent, but like just chill, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And since I've started Lady Moon, I mean, it's been like six years. So the past six years have really challenged me to do what we're like talking about, like really regulating, separating, uh, because... I don't want to get burnt out or Mm -hmm. sick of it, goddess forbid, you know, I were to like just start getting sick of being a witch. I don't think that will ever happen. But for sake of argument, you know, Mm -hmm. like like the ways to make it still precious to myself is Mm -hmm. important. Mm. And for me, it's just, you know, keeping it personal and private and separate. And that's sort of how I operate. Um, 
Because it's a lot to just, like we were talking with um, in our plant magic episode Mm -hmm. about, it came up about how, you know, if you're just starting out nowadays, like if you're a young witch or a spiritual person, like, and you, everyone shares everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do a spell and you want to share it, you know, or, and it maybe you you fuck around and you're experimenting, but everyone's seeing it Mm -hmm. and everyone's commenting on it and everyone's telling you it's wrong or everyone's telling you it's, I don't know, just, Mm -hmm. just there's outside comments and you don't, give yourself the freedom to like just experiment privately Mm -hmm. and, and find out what in this day and age, like those boundaries mean for you Mm -hmm. because kids do share everything. Like that's gotta be hard because I did some dumb shit and no one saw it or knew about it when I was 12, (laughs) you know, like, but all these, with all these eyes and all these things, like I, I would never want that reaction to deter a witch or a spiritual person that feels it really deep to like stray from that. Mm. Yeah, like it's all of the outside feedback that causes the burnout in those cases. Yeah. And the discouragement. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's Mm. rough. Something that I thought of while you were talking about like balancing being a spiritual business owner and uh, a practicing magical person is I was listening to the Conjure South podcast, which y'all should check out. It's amazing. Um, queen Cotalia is the host. Ooh. She is the hoodoo queen. Oh, yes. Of New Orleans. She's amazing. Amazing. Um, by her oils and her soap. They're so good. Okay. Anyway, something that she said, and I was like, oh, my heart when she said it, it was that, When you are a working reader, that is when your personal spiritual practice is at its weakest. Yeah. Because you are spending all of your precious energy on serving your clients and showing up for them and for their spirits. Uh And when I first went full time, I was seeing six clients a night Yeah, on top of working a full time job. So all of my free time was devoted to everyone else's needs. And I had spent all this time building up my spiritual practice so I could be in a position to be of service. And then like my altars are growing cobwebs Mm -hmm. and like I'm tired. By the time I'm done, you know, seeing all of these different clients, I don't want to go tend to my altar and refresh the offerings. I want to go to bed. Yeah. And over these last few years, I've been slowly... Like uh, reducing my schedule down, down, down. And it's gone from, I think I was seeing six clients a night, probably three to five days a week in 2019. And then now I see like three clients a week, max. How has it been since that you've made those changes? Um, It's been a lot better for me personally and my my personal spiritual practice, my peace of mind, my mental health, my relationship with my family. Because what was starting to happen is that spirituality was making me feel the same way working a a day job in the apparel industry made me feel. Mm -hmm. I was dreading it. I was dreading showing up to sit at my table and pull cards and talk to spirits. And it's like... 
I can't burn out on this because like this means everything to me. It yeah. was one thing to walk away from from fashion, like yeah. fuck that, I don't care, but I can't feel the way I felt then about this right now. And so it's been good, but at the same time it's kind of scary because like we still live under yeah. capitalism yeah. and I still think like oh fuck, you know, if I'm not seeing clients all summer so that I can take care of my kids, how am I going to take care of my rent? <laughs> That's one of the hardest things about being a spiritual or magical practitioner and a business owner is that you're constantly wrestling with like, <laughs> I, I, like it's exhausting. How do I pay my bills, but also like stay true to myself? Yes. I don't know. It's beyond tiring, exhausting. And I can't for me, you know, even I don't work with clients in the same way that you do. I'm not, you know, that's very yeah. intim- intimate and to where I would imagine it, how I imagine it. I don't think I could do that work currently. I really don't. On yeah. a very, it'd have to be on a very, and that's fine. That's that's fine. It's, it, I do different work, but it's like it does. It terrifies me all the time that I'm that kind of burnout because mm-hmm. it's tied to something that's very. I've never been burnt out on right. in that way, and it's really scary. I did. I didn't even tell our viewers this, but I started up the Lady Moon cast again. It's a Check another it podcast because I couldn't fucking hear my voice enough. Um, <laughs> in case you're not sick of me, it's like a weekly diary style vomit of my week as a small business owner. Anywho's on the first episode, I posed the question because I saw a meme that said. You know, anything that costs you your piece is too expensive. Mm. And I was like, true, but what if the thing that you need, what if you can't quit that thing because then you will not have a house? Yeah. What about that? You know, like, what do you do? It's like this conundrum of like, but I've, I've allowed myself to take more full days off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still... It still it still sucks sometimes because yeah like my altar refresh or whatever gets delayed a little bit or you know mm-hmm. and and you feel I feel like a certain pull from my guides or like spirits or whatever to be more present but I've I've never like held myself to any sort of like standard with how how um, frequently I need to practice, how whatever, I'm like the Mm -hmm. most nice to myself when it comes to my spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's because I've been self-regulating at it for like my whole life Mm -hmm. that I just feel connected or that if my connection feels a little off, that I address it. But I don't, yeah, I mean, those kind of, it depends on a lot of things in your practice, but like, extreme self-imposed spiritual bound like um expectations feel really icky to me mm-hmm. and in some ways they can be a little culty mm-hmm. <laughs> especially like if you like you mentioned earlier if it's like you're binging one spiritual pre- like a uh, uh, teacher mm-hmm. or something that's that's sort of telling you this is how it needs to be I said so because I said so and this is what you know mm-hmm. God is telling me it's very like churchy right mm-hmm. I don't yeah know. yeah and if you're that would be 
that gets into like cults and all the fun things we love to talk about <laughs> on this show. But it's that's a you know a and, lot. and the spiritual disciplines that I come from, like there are certain parameters that yeah. we're supposed to like do. You should do certain things on certain days. Mm-hmm. And when I'm like in a burnout time, I get really, really hard on myself. Like, oh, I didn't show up on Wednesday. I didn't show up on Monday. I didn't do this thing. I didn't hold up to my commitment. And I'm so grateful that my spirits and I have the type of relationship that when I'm having these self-deprecating thoughts about myself and like how much I suck and how lazy I am, my spirits are like, or like you're tired. Mm Mm-hmm. You've been doing this and this and this. And don't forget that when you're cooking, you're talking to us. And when you're showering, you're cleansing yourself. And that you did refill the water. You just forgot. And I'm really grateful for the compassion of my guides because I am not always so compassionate with myself. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, like there are certain deities, there are certain folk spirits or like if you don't yeah stick to <laughs> makes me think of whatever Faye. yeah if you don't stick stick to whatever commitment <laughs> don't make is a deal required yeah don't make a deal hand. if you can't don't, hold it up don't do that exactly and if you can't hold it up you better start communicating about it yeah. right away yeah. with those spirits they need to know what's going on yeah. otherwise like you deal with the repercussions mm-hmm. and like I guess it's just part of the balance, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Depends on what your wanna, spiritual practice looks like. It I, does, just, I just don't want y'all making like spiritual packs with yeah. deities and folk spirits. And you're like, but Caitlin said I could take it easy. No. And they're like, oh, coming for you in the night. Caitlin said me. No, we don't. Well, it's a balance like anything else. Yeah. You know, it's not to say that you, you know, shouldn't adhere to like your um, lineages, like rules and things. It's just like everyone's different about it. But um, yeah, I'm more like the witch talk people being like, on the full moon, you must do this. You must do something. Like humans telling other humans like that aren't your spiritual brothers and sisters or brevolent. Brevolent? Brevolent? Brethren? Brethren. 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 We got there. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Brethren? Brethren? Bread? (laughs) The muffin man? You know, people that aren't in your circle of trust or whatever the fuck trying to put these like weird human capitalistic like regulations and rules on you that maybe aren't true to like what Mm -hmm. you want or can handle. And I do feel like there is a lot of pressure around the full moon, new moon. Yeah, I'm really fucking tired of it. It's just, all right, we know, like, the moon's full. I get really tired. The moon is full, release something. The moon is new, plant something. Like, tell me something new. Like, I get, (laughs) yeah, those are suggestions and and suggestions that have been made for a very long time for reasons, but that doesn't mean that you can't go off book a little bit, in my opinion. Or just, take it easy. The full moon's... Sometimes I'm really tired. Maybe you're planting a seed of more rest. I'm planting a seed of I went to sleep. Exactly. I looked at it and maybe did a little offering. And sometimes it's a five-minute sitch. Yeah. Sometimes it's like an hour-long thing. And mm-hmm. I'm very 
reminds me of the eclipse situation. Yeah. Where I was so dry. I stared at it for like an hour and it was fucking weird. Like these things, I don't know. It's, <laughs> we all have different connections in different ways to different things, okay? But, yee. That's scary. There's plenty of ways to uh, kind of put yourself in a corner and be very tired. Yeah. But spirituality is also knowing when to rest, right? Yes. Like knowing when to ebb and flow, like you said, like the seasons, like let's. And why can't rest be a spiritual practice? Yeah, why not? I feel like my clients are always super surprised when they sit in a reading and they're like, I've been doing this, I've been doing this, I've been doing this. Like, or they'll be like, I'm so tired, I can't do anything. And, but what do my guides need me to do? And their guides are like, we need you to like, chill out yeah we need you to take a nap yeah we need you to take a day off yeah we need you to go to bed at 8 p.m mm-hmm. and they're like what and it's like no rest is the ritual sometimes absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. that's the ritual sometimes mm-hmm. the the that's such a good i think we forget that like our body is our first altar yes and if yes our body is not feeling well tended to like, we can't do anything else. And it, you know, I ideally we know how to tend to our body before it starts angrily yeah. telling us to stop. I've, I the other day, like, went hard, 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 hard. Mm-hmm. And then I was fatigued out of my mind and, like, couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, then I get brain fog and then you get, like, a headache and it's, like, your body's like when you work out too much, for instance, mm-hmm. if you do a bajillion push-ups yeah. without having done a bajillion push-ups that much before to like work yourself up to a bajillion push-ups, <laughs> it's going to hurt the next day. Yeah, That's a good analogy too for like spiritual practices and mm-hmm. learning as a student and things like that. A yeah. student of whatever, whether it's your own, you're teaching yourself or if you're a, a student of another or another practice, like yeah if you're going balls to the wall taking so much stuff in like yeah you've got to let your brain have the chance to recover the same way you'd let your body recover from one bajillion bajillion a bajillion is a lot (laughs) it's a lot a bajillion is the biggest number there is or even like you know neurodivergent folks like us like going out in public can be a lot and then we need time to recover just from the burnout of like existing around other humans just walking into a store costco's the Mm -hmm. worst i get costco delivered i can't go in i i go in and i I am just fully emotional i don't know how it's just (laughs) it's really every time i'm like wow it's and i'll be conscious of it Mm -hmm. and i wear my noise canceling headphones and every time i mean it does help but I'm like, I can't find the quinoa. Like, where is it? And then <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then the lights are flickering. Are they really flickering? I know, am right? I, am, am I going to die right now? I don't know. I don't know. If I'm going to die, I guess I'm going to die in this Costco tonight. Oh, my God. And then, like, my oldest is always, like, running towards uh, one of the snack things. Towards one uh, of the samples. The samples. I'm like, where's Hunter? And Hunter's like, I'm getting a sample. Oh I'm like, God. come back. <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> I am overstimulated. I am so overstimulated. <laughs> I really, f- 
Yeah. Half of me really loves living in Los Angeles for a lot of reasons. Um, Cause it's like, you know, safe for my husband to exist and stuff. And um, also half of me is like, I just, I need quiet. Like I need to live on the shore in a cottage and like, I know this is such a cliche thing to say because there's a hell of memes I mean, you're about the burbs, it and stuff. So it's kind of like you're it, in yeah. the. <laughs> but even this, I'm like, I need like a lot of chickens and goats. Yeah. And that's it. But then half the week, I would like to, such a Gemini thing. <laughs> Have some friends. I want both things at the same time. So I love LA, but I can't. I do love LA, but I can't. You can't have that. I just can't afford to have that. Yeah, totally. Type of life in LA <laughs> currently. But what are some signs that make you realize you're experiencing spiritual burnout? It feels really quiet in terms of the voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like I get I understand. It just feel, it's not like it's not like us it's not completely silent, but it's just like hey, when you got a sec, mm-hmm. would like to chat about this cool idea that I have or like this cool this random sentence, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. I can't do that right now. I think it's like when I gonna make me cry fuck (laughs) when I this is so shitty and and isn't I'm just gonna say it it's when I see like people on the internet like posting about their beautiful rituals that probably aren't really half the time real like Mm -hmm. things and I get jealous ah jealousy and I'm like ah I want to have time to do that, but then not post about it because that's weird for me. But but I, it's like that instance of like, mm-hmm. I want to do that, but I have to send out an email. Mm-hmm. But it's not the thing I'm looking at. Isn't like to me. It's what not even I what I you want. really want. No, no but it's just but like you feel that you know. Like, but yeah. I'm just like oh, mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh, this is so shitty because I know better. You know, like how mm-hmm. with how I relate to this content. So, I don't know. I th- it's just, I feel really disconnected mm-hmm. and empty and sad and depressed. And, and just the time, there's not enough time, there's not enough energy. Mm-hmm. Not enough time, not enough energy. Yeah. Yeah. If there's not enough solitude, because I like to practice alone, alone, alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to start. I guess this is like a tip or something because I, that I need to follow for myself. But for me, like it's a solitary situation and I need to give myself more time alone. Um, the only time I give myself currently is in the morning, every morning I will do some sort of like moving meditation mm-hmm. in front of my altar, whether it's sometimes, Oh, Okay, that was weird. How do I get Sometimes that. <laughs> How do I get you alone, Laura? <laughs> Sometimes that's working out. Yeah. <laughs> but I've become so desperate that I make working out like a magical thing. <laughs> that's okay. It's hard to when you're like, I listen. The workouts I do are like bar method workouts. So the people that are like. <laughs> 
it's annoying and they have annoying voices and <laughs> but it works it's a fa- anyway it's not it's not it's hard for me to finagle my mind into being like in a magical space yeah. but i do work out in front of my altar and I think they like it or are think, entertained by my agony. Sometimes. I think intentional <laughs> movement is a spiritual practice. It is. For sure. It is. Especially it's, when you decide it is. I know. It's yeah. just like, look, your abs are going to be. It's funny. I do laugh at myself. <laughs> but that's the only time I really have unless, unless there's been a few times when I've gone up. I have this little like platform on my roof that's flat. Cool. This overhang in the backyard. And I like doing it up there, but Laura's afraid of heights. So <laughs> I know it's stupid, but I am. So I go up and I it's hard to get back down. So I haven't done it as much, but I really want to because we just bought our house. Yay. Yay. I want to make like a little, like a little fucking like yeah witch tent up there, like yeah. a, like put. I don't know. I feel or the attic. I've thought about busting into the attic and like why not crawling in there like creepy. a creepy ghoul. Yeah, really forcing myself or putting something in the like. I need to not be with my dogs. I need to not be with my husband. I need to like be yeah. alone. Yeah, and. I think maybe even if it's like one of those, you know, people have like recording booths, like these little totally sound studio, like a grow room, but it's just for me to practice magic. Like, I think that that's a helpful tip that I need to take for myself Mm. to really, even if it's a dumb tent, just like to really, if you need to be alone, like wall yourself off, um, you just got to make it happen somehow. So I'm currently prescribing that to myself (laughs) that's good medicine a pop-up tent yeah but it doesn't my practice right now doesn't look like how I would I guess like it to look like but I know better and I know it is what it is and I know that it's connected and I know that it's still Mm -hmm. real it's just I have to balance the work-life situation Mm -hmm. I was with some friends the other night I went to someone's house for dinner and we hung out and did normal shit and we were just playing like like a fun like trivia video game thing and i had so much fun not thinking about work for 2 mm-hmm. hours i was like man there's really something to this mm-hmm. and i'm like starting to think that it's really imbalanced and fucked up but yeah yeah i don't know <clears throat> that kind of stuff's going on it's hard though because like like we mentioned when you live in a world where you have to hustle to get your basic needs met from housing to food to healthcare it's so much it can seem insurmountable like the yeah. balance between work life and spiritual life and play the amount that people so have to work all we can do is our our, all we can do is our best. All we can do is our best. <laughs> all and we can do is that our best. counts. That fucking counts, it though. Does. It and really does. Yes. Like you said, like your spirits are like understanding. Yes. And because they're not necessarily human or whatever, like I think they understand that more. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it in the spiritual realm? Can spirits get burnt out on them being spirits? What do you think? I mean, probably. Like, I don't know. I guess, right? <laughs> I guess they could. <laughs> they get burnt out on dealing with humans. I think that. <laughs> like, what's the <laughs> literal spiritual burnout? <laughs> That's a fucking crazy concept. I think it's possible. Anything's possible. Right. <laughs> I think that your spirit guides 
are at a place in their elevation where like that's not really something that happens to them. Like yeah. your your spiritual court, the spirits mm-hmm. you were born with that support you. Yeah. Um, but there are plenty of like salty spirits out oh, there. Yeah. I saw this person post on IG. I've been seeing some horrible takes on mediumship and the spirits oh, yeah? lately. Fun. And recently someone posted about how like spirits don't hold grudges i'm like the fuck they don't <laughs> like um, i can't tell you how you many grandmas the movie, the grudge? i have you seen the movie the grudge <laughs> but even like they on don't a less, hold grudges even on less like a less horrifying scale like i can't tell you how many grandmas i channel who are absolutely <laughs> holding grudges they're grandmas. Absolutely holding grudges. Tracks. Most recently, um, I was channeling for a client who's like had some trouble finding love. And I was like, well, behind you is this like row of abuelas who have all had like experiences with disloyal partners who didn't care well for them. And so they're standing there holding that grudge going like, don't talk to that boy. Yeah. Don't you, don't you talk to him. Don't you talk to my granddaughter. <laughs> and I'm like, they're all holding grudges. And I can't tell you how common that is. Mm-hmm. Like spirits do hold grudges, not all of them, but a lot of them. <laughs> Why would somebody say that they don't? I don't. It, it was like a white person. More, was there it was like, another one. They're trying to like. That's a love make, and light situation. It's a love and light thing. So they're trying to like make people not scared of mediumship, which is cool. Okay. I'm all about demystifying mediumship, but yeah. also I feel like it's a little bit reckless to spread misinformation like that. Spirits do hold grudges. Someone else posted something recently that took me out. Where is it? I was so disturbed by it that I put it on my Instagram page. Are you like, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a picture of me drinking tea. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, they wrote like, everyone makes it to the other side. No one gets stuck or earthbound. What are uh, you fucking talking about? What? Like, that's cool that you've never had experiences with earthbound spirits. Like, I think earthbound spirits are burnt out. Like, they're, they're burnt that's, out. That's what I was getting at. They're exhausted by their life and they're what they like experience. Sims in the they're corner. Literally, they're like, like when you take the door off of the room and they're just like, clunk, clunk, clunk. That's, that that's is a, like a an earth, residual <laughs> haunting. I don't know. It's like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. Fuck, I'd like, be mad too. Stuck. Like, I think that's a burnout situation. We can relate to that, right? I mean, what else did oh they say gosh. that was stupid? Spirits would never communicate in a way that would cause fear, anxiety, or harm. These are human <laughs> conditions, not spiritual. Um, that's cool that you've never been haunted. That's great. I've never been haunted. I've never been haunted. But I have helped lots of people but, yeah. who have been haunted. I have heard thousands and thousands of haunting stories. I, I recently, last Monday, I did an exorcism because one of my clients had a cow. We call them causas, but it's like um, a, a spirit that's troubled, a turbulent spirit. I pictured like a blister. Kind of. It hurts. Like you need, I don't know why that popped in You my need head. to have it like drained like, and removed. Uh, like a pimple or a blister or so something. So the cow's the that was attached behind her ear and he would say mean things to her. Like you're stupid. You're yeah. fat. You're ugly. 
don't eat anything. Stop eating. Shit like that. Fucked up shit. And like, I'm sorry, but that spirit's not communicating from a place of only love, not causing anxiety. It caused her constant anxiety and harm. That's fucked up to the spirits, too. Right. It's like, it's just disrespectful to the people who experience this stuff. Do spirits not need help? or assistance or support or like an ear not not like an ear like that but like (laughs) an ear to lend an ear you know like how can I help you what can I do for you do you need any help those are things I would ask myself if I saw a ghost after I shit my pants exactly (laughs) exactly I'm not prepared for that. Some spirits really do. Like, they need support. Yes, like, I know enough to... They're, They're lost. Do you want to, like... They're angry. They're hurt. Eat my soul? Yeah. Or do you need, like, a a nice little encouraging word? Like some spirits are evil. Anyway, I'm going to talk more about this another episode. We have a special episode coming up. For the season finale. For the finale. Uh, I can't believe we're almost to our finale. That is fucking crazy. Four seasons in. What do we want in closing to impart to our viewers about spiritual burnout? I would say that if you are experiencing spiritual burnout, the best way to begin to heal and move through that is to take care of your body yeah and that's maybe missing out on some activities because you got to get to bed on time Um, making sure you're drinking enough water eating food that makes you feel happy and full and well cared for Um, taking a bath washing your hair brushing your teeth sometimes brushing your teeth is hard when you're in that kind of like burnout space and all these little things putting lotion on after you shower and rubbing it into your elbows and your feetsies all these little ways that we can show our body tenderness and love is kind of the best way to help ground yourself through the experience of burnout in my new oracle deck there's a card called care for the vessel Mm -hmm. and like that's the message of it that like your body is the first altar and if you're too exhausted to deal with the world around you and tend to the altars around you like just do what you can to be nice to this Mm -hmm. and eventually you'll find yourself on the other side and inspired again Mm. What about and you? In, and in my new Oracle deck, which is all food, mm-hmm. you can pick a card and eat something delicious. Exactly. If you are in the level of burnout <laughs> where you're like, nothing sounds they good. They really go well together. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been there with like autistic burnout. Like, yeah. I'm so fucking hungry. Eat but something you I don't eat. want anything. And something like magic morsels, you shuffle that and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to eat. This is a. This I can do that. Oh, I fucking love that. We need to have companion readings with those decks somehow. We I do. Feel like that would Maybe for our patrons. Leave your leave an offering for your spirits. It's a cheeseburger. Leave a cheeseburger for your spirits. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but sometimes but that's what they want. <laughs> whatever. Sometimes, or sometimes they, they wa- want you to eat that. That's what I was going to say. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I get that Gemini. shit Gemini. all the time. <laughs> Is that when I get cravings? I don't think they're my cravings sometimes. They they're are my your fucking spirits. spirits. It's true. They'll That's... be like, Jack the box, Jack the box, Jack the box. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> the spicy chicken. And I'm just like, oh, The little fuck. tacos. Or like linguisa. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That attracts. Um, but in all seriousness, I would say yes to all that shit. And ponder. Don't. 
do too much effort, but ponder the source of the burnout. Mm-hmm. Ponder the source while also tending deeply to your nervous system. Mm. And nervous system, when you were talking, I saw like nervous system, nervous system, nervous system was like mm-hmm. flashing in my head because I know that's why, but it's for me. But sometimes doing absolutely nothing and binging Vanderpump rules or ghosty content is what your body and your mind needs is to just rest. And mm-hmm. when we say rest, we mean like lay in bed and with do your nothing. favorite cozy with a something that's tactilely pleasing. Mm-hmm. Don't wear jeans. And just get a com- like comfort yourself in your nervous system and listen and watch something that's not triggering, that's mm-hmm. not whatever fucking reason it's comforting to you, just mm-hmm. consume that thing mm-hmm. and not whatever's making you feel like shit. Yeah. And light a candle. Yeah. Why not? I think um that's that's a ritual. Our right brains, there. like sometimes, it's a ritual if you light a it candle. is a ritual. It is. <laughs> just I don't see why not. I know it is. You don't I have th- to light the candle. I think that sometimes, like our brains, when we're doing that thing, will try to tell us, like you're lazy. We'll try to make us feel guilty, and I just encourage you to like do it anyway. Or people will tell you that. Yeah, take that nap anyway. Veg out. Like, I have a tendency to tell myself that, too. Like, I start feeling guilty, and my spirits will be like, you physically can't move right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else could you be doing, Kate? I'm like, yeah. oh, you're right. <laughs> I, and that's you're that. absolutely right. <laughs> I go one step further and go, well, you're not doing <clears throat> the things you need to do to make it so that your company's structured so that you don't have to get burnout. Yeah. So I that's am just fun. one human. <laughs> I'm like, look, I am just one person. Well, if you had if you had hired more people and like structured your yeah. company, blah, blah blah blah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so take it. Just oh God, it's it's the hardest thing to do, but just be take it kind easy. to yourself yeah. and take it easy, and know that you are not alone in that. Mm-hmm. We experience that. Mm-hmm. Everybody experiences that. I don't care if they act like the coolest kid on the block with their Insta and their. Ooh, mm-hmm. look at all my stuff. Nope, they experience it too. And even our spiritual elders experience it too. Like you'd right. be surprised. Mm-hmm. Like our spiritual elders go through phases of burnout and needing yeah. to hide away and go into hermit mode as well. And so like there's nothing wrong with you or broken with you if you're experiencing it. You just have to move yeah. The only way out is through. I think you learn that when you get older and that's some elder energy mm-hmm. is to like learn to rest, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. You said something wise. else important. Did I? You said to Shocking. identify the root mm, yeah. of what's causing the burnout. And I think that's really important because when we know what it is that's the source, then we can, when we're feeling a little bit better, our bellies are full. Of cheeseburgers. Of cheeseburgers or rice or whatever your comfort food is. Um, you can stop and think like, okay, is this something that I do or don't want in my life? If I do, do I need to change my relationship with it? Do I need to change my perspective on it? And if I don't want this in my life. What steps do I need to take to pull away 
or remove myself from it. Right. And maybe a safe way. In if a safe way. If this is a culty way. situation exactly. or a toxic spiritual leader exactly. situation, like a toxic relationship situation, how do we get out? Mm-hmm. How do we get out? Seek that kind of advice from. Yeah. Well, and the Six of Swords is a, remind, a reminder that like you can't always do it alone. Yeah. Because there's two people in the boat? There's three people. Three people in the boat. There's two sad people, and then there's one person rowing. Get Mm. someone to row your boat. Get someone to row your boat. Gently down the stream. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was good. The boat. That was great. The boat, baby. Um, That was great. I like that. Oh. I have some questions. Let's do some questions. Let's do some questions. We know we've been sporadic with the questioning. It's time for the third eye line. But it's time. It's time for the third eye line. Time for the third eye line. Did we make a Do we need jingle? a theme song? Maybe. <laughs> for, we, for the third eye line? Since we stopped with spirit candy, we sort of, the spirit candy. Spirit uh, candy. But do you know why we stopped with spirit candy? Why? Burnt out. We're tired. We didn't want to put the expectation that we needed to have spirit candy always all the channeling time. just for the, exactly yeah it was starting to become like well do you have spirit candy i don't know let me just <laughs> poop out a, <laughs> just, a nugget right well, now. here's some information uh i took a screenshot of so many questions amazing did i delete it <laughs> no it's right here <laughs> okay this is a great one our lifesavers how often should I be doing my spiritual hygiene and what should this consist of? Um, you go. I think you do it as often as necessary. Agree. And <laughs> it's going to be different during different seasons of your life. You know, yeah. like I go through phases where I'm doing it every single day. I'm doing it throughout the day. I go through phases where there's some stuff that's kind of like a crock pot. You set it and you forget it mm-hmm. and you can re-up it a month or two later. Yeah. So really just depends on like, what you're trying to accomplish and what you need support with, mm-hmm. what should it consist of? The three uh, pillars of spiritual hygiene that I teach, which is going to be different for different people, but if you're asking me, which they are, which they are uh, grounding, cleansing, and protection. Mm-hmm. And those three things can be done in infinite ways. Yeah. There's many ways to do it as there are witches in the world. So yeah. find what feels good and right to you and start there. Yeah. Love that. Definitely cleansing. Cleansing is mm-hmm. a big one for cleansing me. Cleansing is so good. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I don't have anything mm-hmm. to add. Love it. Love okay. It. Let's see. We've got another one. Uh, how do you two deal with energy vampires? I feel like we've. <laughs> I don't. I cut them out of my life completely. Yeah. If I can. And yeah. I will. Because that's what I do. Yeah. I'm at a point where I like have that luxury where I yeah. can just like if I don't want to be around a person, I just won't. I We're done. just don't done. fuck with them. Um, But if you are in a situation where you cannot yes. remove yourself from your energy vampire, like use your magic. Yeah, I was going to say before you meet with I actually have a friend who is an energy vampire. Well, I don't know if she's my friend anymore. Don't think she wants to be my friend anymore. Wah, wah. It happens, it happens. sometimes. Um, People change. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> but before I would hang out with her, I would um, 
like hype myself up in a spiritual way mm-hmm. and definitely like wear a talisman or something that felt yeah. protective and um almost like a mirror energy where it's like you're not getting in I have something around me to like repel you away yes and I love mirrors we we know this and just even the visual of that um just having like um yeah like visualizing like okay I know she's gonna try and make me feel this way but I am not a sponge Mm -hmm. I am not a sponge and just sort of 360 mirrored reflective energy. It's not, Yes. it's not really like, you can do an incantation in the car, you can do a spell or the car, like if you're getting out to go see it, just, you know, do something before, like do some little ritual. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it can be really anything that you want. You I know? love the mirror thing. I like to visualize like, a sphere around me yeah. and the entire outside is mirror. Yes. That's and exactly what I was picturing. Impenetrable and it Do reflects that. everything back. Yeah. Um, if you work with crystals, you have crystals. Yeah. Uh, hematite is particularly helpful Hematite's because it is very grounding. mirrored. Yeah, it's grounding. Mirrored. It's black. It has all Smoky the things quartz. we want. Smoky quartz is Anything helpful. It black. absorbs it. Um, Ish. For me. What else is helpful? I love the talisman thing that Laura yeah. said. Um, also like poison them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you take this little powder and like, then you Issa. sprinkle some belladonna. <laughs> you take this belladonna and you sprinkle it in their drink, like Not in practical much. magic. <laughs> Not too much. We're going to have to add a disclaimer to this I episode. Totally <laughs> put, babe, put it under here. Babe, I mean, Mike, our producer. This is for entertainment purposes This is the disclaimer. <laughs> don't, Insert. don't poison your energy, vampire. <laughs> it popped in. It, you didn't hear it from us. It came out. <laughs> Word vomit. <laughs> Sorry. Don't, um, don't poison people. But what you can do is some <laughs> domination magic. Yeah. Um, assert your dominance over them magically. Wrap their photo in a, in like a spiky, like twine or something. I don't know. One of my favorite. Rose. Like it's a a rose rose and like, Ooh, don't put it in your pocket though. Cause that's, that's not cool. One of my favorite methods of domination magic is really simple. My grandpa taught it to me because I had a boss. I've had many bosses who were energy vampires and I was complaining about this one to him and he's like, no problem. And he like went into the kitchen, grabbed a brown paper bag from like the grocery store and cut out a little square. And he had me, you like write the name of the person who's the energy vampire in pencil and you don't lift your pencil from the page while you're doing it. Then you grab a pen. So one line. Mm-hmm. One line. Doesn't matter if it's messy. You grab a pen, black pen, and you write your name on top mm. of their name. Again, we're not lifting the pen from the page. Then you stick it name side up in the bottom of the shoe of your dominant foot. So it goes inside your shoe. And so that right the bottom of your foot. Your right foot. Put your right hand in. You your left-handed, your, right your left foot, right? Is that what you mean by and dominant you foot? Do the hokey pokey. The pokey pokey is around. a spell. <laughs> Coming soon to Third Eye Bind. That shit is a fucking spell. It is a spell. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it correlates. Yeah, if yeah. your dominant hand is right, your dominant foot's probably the right one. You'll figure it out. But anyway, you put it inside your shoe so that the names are touching the bottom of your foot and you walk around on them all day. 
And whenever you're going to see them, you do that. I love literal yeah. fucking It's very literal, literal shit. But it's very, very, very effective. What else I found effective is if it's like your boss, if you get some of their personal stationery and Ooh, do it. Oh, yes. Like I used to use the purchase orders, the like carbon copy pages from the yeah. purchase orders from my yeah. showroom. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would use. Brilliant. Delicious. And it's also kind of fun. They're like, hey, hey, hey. It's a, sec it's a secret <laughs> for yourself. My little secret. And that helps you feel better too. Right? I think so. I love that. That's way better than putting like rose thorns in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, that can I? poke you. What in the 1800s am I talking about? Unless you sew it into like a little like bag. Or a satchel. Yeah, a I little satchel. Like a satchel with yeah. some... Well, that's more hexy, but yeah, I was going to say, put some spices on the Spicy. Spicy, but yes, your idea is great. Yeah. I do keep um, <laughs> like rose stems with the thorns on my like protective spirits altar. I love roses. So I could totally see putting a little one inside of a rose thorns bag. Are, rose yeah. thorns are badass. Just clippy yeah. them off. You can use all the plants. Love all rose magic. Plants. Anything spiky. Bougainvillea has some gnarly oh, spikes. yeah. I battled mm -hmm. one of those things once, and it lost. <laughs> Battle Royale. The plants I didn't like. It had a weird spirit in it or something. That can happen. It did, and yeah. I didn't like it. Bougainvillea is intense. I grew up with those, like, in my yard. Yeah, they're everywhere around, around here. Yeah, around the neighborhood. Yeah. They're really cool. But this one was evil. That happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> it, was dom it was trying to dominate me. Yeah. Like, my house. And I was like, excuse mm -hmm. Not everything's love and light. No, it's mm -hmm. not. So you have to battle a, a plant. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for turning in to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye Line. Text, Until text, next text. week. Text, text, text. One, Ooh. two, three. Check out our website, www.thirdeyebind.com. Yeah. <laughs> you can submit your questions there. Also, do you have a ghost story? Spooky haunting? Submit the message on there, too. Tell us all about it. Email us your ghost stories. Thirdeyebindpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us your ghost stories. Send them to us. You're going to be happy you did. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one -on -one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash thirdeyebind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm, hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at Caitlin.Grania.